Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode one of the Bulldog Alley podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Cole Forsman. I'm joined by Asher Ali. How's it going? We're two Gonzaga students just talking about the Bulldogs, baseball, basketball, and every sport happening here on campus. It is Monday, April 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you doing today, Asher? Doing good? Oh, uh, yeah. Doing all right. You know, it's quiet week right now or alleged quiet week. So it's the week before finals and all hell breaks loose. Um, so holding it, holding it together for sure. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for our first episode here today. Uh, I know uh, we kind of have to start on a little bit of a sad, somber note. Uh, definitely a, a really sad, somber note as the entire community's grieving right now, especially in the athletic department. Um you know, the baseball team just lost uh, one of its assistant head coaches, uh, Danny Evans, uh, been, you know, been a part of the program since two, well, been a part of the program on the coaching staff since 2009. Um, you know, he played at GU, the guy, you know, lived, breathed, ate, slept, slept, drank GU, just like the two of us did, um, but from the athlete side of things. So it, it's, it's really unfortunate when you see somebody um, like that. Um, or just anybody pass away, especially to something as sucky as cancer. Um, but, you know, we want, we want to definitely like celebrate his life and, and all that he contributed, not to just Gonzaga on, on the baseball diamond, but, you know, to, as a family man, and all of those, all those kind of things. Yeah, uh, definitely sad news um, to hear it happened on Sunday. Um, for those who didn't know, Danny, like Asher said, was an assistant coach, uh, the baseball team. He'd been there for almost two decades. Uh, baseball team really thrived with him uh, as an assistant. Uh, he was a player before then as well. Uh, I believe he had stage four uh, melanoma cancer. Uh, he was diagnosed about a year or so ago. And yeah, thoughts and prayers, of course, to him and his family. Um, and I think not just the Gonzaga community, but a lot of the teams uh, in the conference and uh, those former players and coaches for the staff um they're all grieving right now so yeah and you you saw the outreach from I mean all the depths of of college baseball um you know both current and and past uh I saw some guys in the MLB system um you know talking about it on Twitter uh this is the dude who you know he was the, the third base coach the infield coach and the the lead um program recruiter and in his in his tenure at Gonzaga, he got 41 Gonzaga players drafted to the MLB amateur draft, which is no small feat. Um, you know, you got guys like Marco Gonzalez and Brandon Bailey, um, you know, dudes down in the in the pipeline right now coming up that he was a, in a big part, very integral in getting um, into the major leagues from Gonzaga. So uh, the outpour of of you know of sadness and, and thoughts and prayers was. Was, was crazy you know as you know Long Beach State was talking about it. he was he was an assistant a grad assistant there I believe um for a little while um you know he's he was just a fighter and everybody said that he was a really um you know really nice guy all the time um was always able to shoot straight and and tell uh athletes what they need to do to improve their craft um but he was always respectful in the way he went about it um, I got the chance my freshman year. Um, I talked to him twice in post game interviews, which is only twice. Now I look back and it's like, man, I wish, I wish I could have picked that dude's brain on baseball for for days, you know. Um, 
but he was, you know, he answered every one of my questions with a great amount of respect and gave me like a thorough baseball guy answer. And I, and I love that kind of stuff. So um, he will be missed by the Gonzaga community for sure. Um, I know the baseball team's hurting um, and they still managed to play through on the weekend and, and, and show a lot of heart, um, especially on Sunday when, when the news was announced. So, um, you know, thoughts and prayers of the baseball team um, with Mr. Evans' family. Um, one quick thing I'll say is there's a, there's a GoFundMe page right now set up by uh, the coaching staff at Gonzaga for um, his wife and two children that he left behind. Um, you know, they're, they're, they, they, they survive him. And, um, and so any, any help that people in the Gonzaga community or the athletic community abroad can, can provide, I think would be much appreciated. So, um, so yeah, go find that link. And, um, and yeah, just, you know, the Gonzaga family is one big family. So uh, help out any way you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, you just alluded to it. But the baseball team was on the road this weekend. Uh, they picked up their sixth straight WCC series uh, against St. Mary's. Uh, they shut them out on Friday. Uh, they dropped game two, but then came back, uh, like Asher said, on that Sunday. Uh, they came back in the seventh and the eighth inning to win four to two. Um, just overall, I mean, phenomenal performance um, on the mound all three days from Gabe to – I believe Tristan pitched Saturday. Is that correct, mm -hmm. Tristan? And then, um, yeah, and then Owen finished it off on Sunday. So um, great stuff from the guys. They moved up to now number 11 um, in the poll. They're just, you know, cruising through the WCC right now. And they look like almost a lock to host a regional, dare I say. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a, as a team that just missed out on it barely last year, um, you know, getting a two seed late. And some people thought they were a snub this year. They, they're kind of ensuring they, that they get one of those, uh, you know, 16 regional positions. Um, and it'll be really exciting. It'll be the first time that Gonzaga ever hosts one if they can. But that, that's looking way ahead in the future. You know, we still have a, um, you know, you still have a, a few more games here to be played in the regular season. And then from there you have, um, yeah, you have, you have the WCC tournament. So, um, so, before, so when all that gets underway, that'll really decide – uh, who will be taking, you know, who will be taking a, a position um, or a hosting position, I should say. Uh, the one impressive thing about Gonzaga right now is as like a top 12, top 11 program in the country, um, they're one of two teams that aren't in the power five to be ranked in the top 25, um, which is really impressive, especially when you think about how, um, how collegiate baseball is kind of, you know, it, it's a big battle between the SEC and the Pac-12 a lot of the times, you know, Right now, there's four schools from the Pac-12 and more than that in the SEC in, in the top 25. So, um, you know, Gonzaga, how they stack up against other teams, um, they're not those. They're not a big, you know, lineup all the way through. Isn't a big power lineup, but it's a lineup that gets on base like no other. Um, you know, they can they can hit they can hit for you know they can hit for a little bit of power, but they got a lot of speed on the base pass. They can move the ball. They can move the ball to any side of the field, push it wherever they want. And then when you have a great kind of weekend rotation like they do and they've been showcasing the season, um, really fun to watch. Really, really fun to watch. And that's a big reason why they're, they won six straight series in the WCC, which is no, no small feat by any means. Yeah, and great. I mean, they're getting a big contribution from some of the young guys. Um, Savi uh, Pinellas uh, is a sophomore from Milwaukee. You got Cade McGee. Um, those two lead the team in batting average right now. They're really fun to watch. And then Tyler Rando, just as that senior, that leader, 
uh, he stepped up big time during that St. Mary's series. So, but yeah, it, it seems like this team really just kind of thrives on that. Um, their strong rotation um, on the mound. And yeah, we'll see how far that can carry them. They have that big series um, at the end of the year against, I think it's San Diego on the road. Um, mm-hmm. That'll that'll definitely uh, determine a lot about the WCC standings heading into the postseason. Yeah, and what's nice too is kind of like some tune-up games along the way. Um, you know, you obviously have some uh, some other conference foes at LMU and Santa Clara, but you have there's they have three standalone games against Pac-12 opponents um, on the docket too until uh, before playoffs get underway. Uh, you know, up to up tomorrow as soon as tomorrow they got Washington State um, at Wazoo. Uh, you know, we'll see if they can put up another 12-0 spot like they did last time when they kind of routed the uh, Cougs, but. Um, you know, expect expect a battle there for sure. Uh, and then U Dub, um, I believe that game was postponed earlier in the season, and they didn't get to play it. So that'll be a nice kind of uh, rekindling of a little cross state rivalry. Um, and then Oregon, who they fell to earlier this year um, on May seventeenth, that'll be a that'll be a match to look out for. So Zags are definitely gearing up for for postseason play and hopefully a push into a super regional or you know even a you know. If they can get to Omaha, man, that would be so cool. That would be, yeah. I mean, after last year, um, just the way they performed that regional against Oregon, they hung in there, or I should say LSU too. But, yeah, Zags are back at home. Um, After that Tuesday standalone game against Wazoo, then they're back at home uh, for a weekend series against LMU the 29th, 30th, and May 1st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. uh, cool. Let's talk real quick before we get out of everybody's hair a little bit about Zaga basketball, men's basketball um, on the recruiting trail a little bit, trying to stack some transfers. Um, it's, it's that time of season. It's that time of year. Um, I don't know, Wayne, what, what, do, what do you see out there? What, what are the Zaga kind of licking their lips at? Yeah. Well, Tyrese Hunter today, um, he was the big 12 freshman of the year uh, at Iowa state and he's on the move today. He announced, Gonzaga's in his final six, along with um, Texas, Kansas, Louisville, Tennessee, and Purdue. Um, I believe he's – I think he's visiting Tennessee this week and then possibly us is what I've heard. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye on him. You know, uh, contributor for a Iowa State team that kind of came out of nowhere this year. They made it all the way to the Sweet 16. the pest on the defend uh, on the defensive side. And he didn't post the great greatest shooting uh, splits, but as a freshman, you know I think um, he, he still has a lot of room to develop. And I think that's what I'd like to see. And then uh, outside of the transfer portal, uh, Wesley Gates the third he announced uh, on Twitter today that the Zags gave him an offer. Um, he's a four star recruit out of Beaumont, Texas. Uh, he led his high school to the uh, 5A state championship this past season. Just a really big guard, uh, 6'4", 200 pounds as a junior. Kind of insane. Um, yeah, we just definitely keep an eye on those two for the immediate future or for the immediate present and the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now, you know, looking at the transfer portal, um, you know, the transfer portal is, I, I don't have the exact numbers or whatever, but there's, 
so many players out there trying to transfer at the moment. It's just this whole new era of college basketball. Um, it's just leading to a lot of transfers, which um, I know, you know, our, our friend and coworker and Dan Dickow is not a fan of, but I personally am. I think it makes college basketball a lot more exciting. Um, and it gives players that freedom to really kind of be themselves. Um, and, you know, as you know, Gonzaga basketball has seen what an Iowa state transfer can do for the program. You know, they saw it this year with receiver Bolton. Um, if Hunter can, you know, get anywhere close to that level. And, you know, as a, you know, as a taller guard, especially um, that, you know, Gonzaga's, you know, maybe uh, kind of thirsty for a little bit at the moment, especially with somebody like Julian Strother, you know, declaring for the draft and he may not come back uh, getting a taller guard in your backcourt would be super helpful. Um, a guy like Hunter certainly adds that to the, to the roster, um, you know, and like you said, maybe not the greatest, most efficient shooting splits last, last season, but um, he has that raw talent that you could definitely see, you know, a, a program like Gonzaga kind of optimizing um, when he's here. Uh, and then when it comes to the recruiting trail, um, you know, I, 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 I know that Gonzaga fans have been a little bit uh, desperate, maybe, if you will, to, to snag a recruit as of late after we just lost two big ones, um, you know, over both one in the 2022 class, one in the 2023 class. So getting, I think, our first recruit to sign on from the class of 2023 would be huge, especially if it was somebody like like Yates. Um, you know, as uh, we talked before the show about how how his size is just so, you know, outstanding for a kid his age. Um, so if we can get somebody like that, you know, like I was talking about Hunter having that size there is huge for Gonzaga. So in the backcourt, so um, it'd be exciting to see if we can get them, but uh, I, I know that coach few and that, and that recruiting staff still has a long way to go to get them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Cause right now the backcourt's looking pretty thin right now. Uh, we just, with Andrew Nemhard declaring Julian possibly as well going to leave. Um, we have Nolan Hickman, Tom Harris, and, uh, Hunter Salas and Nolan mm -hmm. Hickman at the collegiate level is the only one with true ball handling point guard experience. At least he can show that he can do that. So uh, any depth at this point is much needed. And yeah, like you said a guy like Hunter for next year would be would be huge. Um, and yeah, the transfer portal is it's a wild, wild place right now. And NIL is throwing a big old wrench into it. Mm -hmm. um, there, I know there's been a lot of recruits that are getting pulled towards schools because of uh, the marketability, uh, just the overall size of the market. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, what Hunter has in store. I don't believe he announced when he's going to make his decision. Uh, I might have missed that, but as much as we know, um, we just got to stay in touch with that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I think that about does it for us for episode one of Bulldog Alley. Uh, Cole, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here myself. Um, looking forward to many more renditions of this, many more episodes. Um, and yeah, man, it, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, you know, Gonzaga, Twitter, whoever watches this, listens to this, you can tweet at us, ask us questions, DM us, whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I got time. I only got like 150 followers on Twitter. So I got time to talk, time to talk about all things Gonzaga with you or all things college sports. Um, but yeah, that, that, that does it for us thing, I think here at Bulldog Alley. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Yep. Thank you guys for tuning in and go follow Gonzaga Nation SI on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going guys. You too. Mm -hmm. Yep. You too, Cole. Let's see.